0: That reminds me of Richard Branson, the billionaire entrepreneur. People have asked him often, you know, what is this key to success? One of the things he says is, I'm just not as afraid of failure as everybody else because I learn something so important every time something goes different than what I planned it to be. He doesn't even say something goes wrong or I failed. And so that reminds me so much of listening to your stories of being able to say, oh yeah, I thought it would go that way, but look how it's gone differently. I mean, it's no surprise to me that you you know, became a scientist and that you have solved so many problems for so many people because you look at each problem as a possibility, not as a measure of your self-worth immediately in the moment, whether it goes exactly as planned. So I love that. Hi, this is Dr. Jen Barna. Welcome to Doc Working, the whole physician podcast. At Doc Working, our specialty is coaching physicians to achieve the best of life and medicine. This is the podcast where we talk with doctors about real life outside of medicine. Hello and welcome, everyone. I'm Jill Farmer, one of the lead coaches at DocWorking.com. And I am so excited today to be joined by Dr. Lilith Garibian, an MD, PhD from Harvard Medical School. And we're going to be talking today about the four pillars of success that have really helped Dr. Garibian come from a life as an immigrant who literally came to this country with nothing to now be an incredible doctor who's really making inroads and discoveries that could lead to some very important things in medicine. So... Dr. Greby, and thank you so much, Lilith, for being here. It's just really exciting to be able to have this conversation with you today. Before we get into those four pillars, let's just start with your story. Tell us how you came to the United States and what life looked like for you and your family when, when you came here first.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Jill, for having me here today. I'm very honored to have this opportunity to speak with you. I always learn stuff from you, so uh, it's great to be here. And I will start by telling everyone that, you know, my family and I immigrated to the United States in 1991 from Armenia. I was 12 years old at that time, and we left Armenia because war broke out with one of the neighboring countries, Azerbaijan, and, you know, my family just wanted us to be safe and have a better future, so we just left to come to the United States for better opportunities. However, at that time, we weren't really prepared for it because we didn't plan on it. Mm -hmm. So none of us spoke English. We didn't have any roadmap of, you know, what America is or how it works, the system here. So it was very challenging, you know, to come here and start uh, from scratch as a teenager. You know, those were also challenging years for me. And because my parents didn't speak English, it was hard to get jobs. So you know socioeconomically we had to struggle for many years you know but i think uh, the key part that helped us survive and thrive in the united states was sort of our love for knowledge and learning at least for me personally that's what really got me to where i am today and uh starting from junior high at which point i was in esl which is english for second language level 0 i didn't even Speak enough to be in level one. You know, I started my journey from there. And by sophomore year of high school, I was in honors English. So I really worked hard and believed in the fact that my love for education and my love for learning new knowledge will get me to where I am today.
0: Yeah. And I know that's that first pillar then that we're going to talk about today. And there are four pillars of success. is learning, trusting that we can learn and explore when we're in challenging situations and that can move us through them. And I think that was such a powerful imprint for you. I know based on our earlier conversations that learning, learning the language and doing what you needed to do to learn the language was the pathway toward you being able to achieve what you wanted to achieve in those early years. And it definitely left an imprint on you. I even see it in your work and in practice. Now, if you don't know something, your first inclination is to dive in and get more information and learn learn. Is that true?
1: Correct. Correct. Because, you know, like Jill, none of us are born knowing everything. right? Uh, and there's always situations where we are faced with new opportunities or new environments where we don't know how things work. And because I've had that experience where I've like sort of took knowledge, learned it and allowed it to get me to where I am. Now I kind of almost rely on that as a way of life mm-hmm. and I would highly recommend everyone to do that you know there's a lot of books and seminars and now with the web and um, our access to information one could learn almost anything you know so if there's something new that you don't know how it works or you want to try a new position or a job or opportunity you know I highly recommend starting by seeking that knowledge learning from books seminars and talking to people
0: Yeah. And I love this because it separates what I think can be a problem for a lot of physicians, which is this presumption because they've always kind of been smart and and high achieving that they should already know everything. And they sort of forget that the real achievement and success in life comes not from just automatically already having that fixed intelligence it comes from the ability to problem solve and to move through and learn what you need to do in challenging situations so i think you know it's kind of that growth mindset versus the fixed mindset stuff and and in your case you know a lot of physicians are used to always being the a plus student and you you and being you know recognized as their with their high academic potential i know in your case you know, you you had that really hard work that led you from not having mastery of the language to to high level English. But you also had teachers in high school that were basically telling you you weren't college material. Isn't that true? Yes,
1: yes. I mean, I think the hardest part is believing in yourself at the beginning when you're not a master in the new knowledge and information and not giving up, you Mm -hmm. know, because you're going to have you know, the naysayers who try to put you down, who try to say, you know, you're not worth it, or you're not going to be able to get in. I mean, I had a high school counselor who told me not to even apply to college, I probably won't get in because my SAT scores were, you know, average, because my verbal score was low, it kind of brought down the average. But, you know, a classmate told me, you know, Lilith, what do you have to lose, just go ahead and apply. And because we were a low income family, you know, four of the UC systems. You could even apply for free. We were living in California at that time. So I said, that's true. I have nothing to lose. I don't even have to pay for this. So I applied and I got in. I was so excited. So I ran back to tell this school counselor that, look, I got in and he was shocked too. And he sat me down. He said, wow, this is great, but you know, I really want you to do well when you go to college. So I would highly recommend that you go two years to Glendale Community College and then transfer to UCLA. UCLA is very hard. I'm not sure if you could handle it. I'm doing this really for you. You know, I want you to succeed. And, you know, that that was a really eye-opening experience because, you know, these are the people that are there to encourage you, to support you, mm-hmm. yet they're kind of trying to hold you back. And, you know, at that time, I also, my parents didn't have money. I had to take some loans. I didn't know what loans were when when i asked they said oh this is a money you borrow and if you go and you don't do well then they'll take you to jail if you can't pay back this money and so here i was having my school counselor tell me that i don't you know I, i'm not qualified to go that i probably will fail if i go i have to take a loan if i don't pay back i'm going to go to jail so <laughs> i had to make a decision you know am i going to go to ucla or not so situations like that really make you, you know, wonder what step to take. And I'm glad that I did the right thing. And I went because I truly believe in my love for knowledge and my ability to learn. Mm -hmm. And I trusted that 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 will help me succeed. You know, but like you said, I think at the beginning, it's difficult. And most people Mm -hmm. give up at that time. But I, I hope that you know, people start believing and being a little bit more confident about themselves and keep going because eventually it will pay off.
0: Yeah, and and I, it kind of leads us to our second pillar. So the first pillar is really trust in your ability to learn and explore. You mm-hmm. don't already have to know everything or be the expert. Trust in that ability as a way to help you build success. And the second one I love is that every problem can become a possibility. (laughs) So tell me what led you to that awareness, what experience, specific experience in your own life led you to that truth?
1: Yeah. So, you know, there were a lot of situations in life, especially early on growing up that I, I saw it as a problem. For example, we needed to buy basketball shoes for being part of the basketball team in high school. And I didn't really, you know, have the money to do that. My parents didn't have the money. So that was a problem, you know, but instead of allowing that problem take over me, make me feel bad, you know, give up or just feel as a victim, you know, what I chose to do is said, okay, this is the problem. But what if this is an opportunity for me to do something new to try to find the money for this. So what I did is I worked in the cafeteria. I got a job doing that. I tutored classmates. I drove rich kids to make money. So I made that extra money and paid for the shoes. At the time, the purpose was really just the shoes. But when I look back now, honestly, Mm -hmm. those experiences like really helped me develop my interpersonal skills and how to interact with people. It, It ended up paying me much more than just those shoes. Mm -hmm. but it helped me solve the problem. And the same thing in UCLA, you know, we didn't have money for some of the tuition. So I also got a job working as a security officer in the police department. And again, met such great people, you know, to help me make my experience at UCLA even more enjoyable. And also during breaks, a lot of kids would go to vacations, right? Because they could afford and my family didn't have that opportunity. So I could have just kind of felt that oh no you know this is such a problem I can't go on vacations I can't have fun but I viewed it as well you know on the positive side I'm home I have the textbooks for next semester I could sit and read everything and be prepared Mm
0: -hmm. so I
1: always try to look at the positive side of, of everything because that's what keeps you going you know, mm-hmm. if you start looking at the negative, then that really puts you down and creates this like negative feeling where you just don't want to continue anymore. But if you just flip it and, you know, reframe the problem and just say, <laughs> you know what, like maybe this is an opportunity for me to learn and focus on that, then you will find more energy to keep going.
0: Yeah. And that reminds me of, you know, Richard Branson, the billionaire, entrepreneur, people have asked him often, you know, what is this key to success? One of the things he says is, I'm just not as afraid of failure as everybody else because I learn something so important every time something goes different than what I planned it to be. He doesn't even say something goes wrong or I failed, but he just (laughs) says, you know, and so that reminds me so much of listening to your stories of being able to say, oh yeah, I thought it would go that way, but look how it's gone differently. I mean, it's no surprise to me that you, you know, became scientist and that you have solved so many problems for so many people because you look at each problem as a possibility, not as a measure of your self-worth immediately in the moment, whether it goes exactly as planned. So I love that. So pillar number three is to be a trailblazer. And so tell us how you have been able to be a trailblazer and um, why you think more people need to be able to appreciate that within themselves as a pillar of success.
1: Thank you. Well, I mean, for my own life here in the US, you know, I'm the first one from our family to go to college, graduate, get MD and PhD degrees from Harvard. So that really has been a trailblazing experience. And to do that without, you know, any support from the people that you're close to, it it was difficult, right? But Mm -hmm. I think looking back now, it was one of the best experiences, right? Because you set an example for not just your family but everybody else who comes from similar backgrounds as you but here i want to kind of take the opportunity to talk about my research because i Mm -hmm. think that is a great example of how i was able to uh blaze new trails in the research work that i'm doing so my phd at harvard was in immunology and when Mm -hmm. i was doing the dermatology residency i met this inspiring professor dr rox anderson who is a laser and device technology development expert. And he's developed a lot of the lasers we have in dermatology, like laser hair removal, laser tattoo removal, cool thing, which is a fat removal procedure. So he was talking about cool thing when I was a resident. And he said that this device is very popular. Over 15 million treatments have been done worldwide by patients. But one of the major side effects from it, which is completely reversible, But it's this numbness in the treated area that lasts about six to eight weeks. And when I first heard about it, I was like, wow, this is amazing. Like, what if we could induce that numbness or loss of sensation, right, in areas where people feel pain and itch? And this lasts for about six to eight weeks, and then it goes back to normal, right? But you could treat their symptoms for six to eight weeks. We don't have great therapies for itch and pain. And we see patients come and complain about this every day in dermatology clinics. So I approached him and I asked him, you know, if I could join his lab to study this. And honestly, at that time, I had no idea how neurobiology worked, how the Mm -hmm. nerves on the skin really functioned. My background was totally in something different. I didn't have engineering background or device development background, but I really felt passionate about this problem And I wanted to study it and I wanted Mm -hmm. to learn it. And he said, sure, come and join my lab. So for me, like to take that step to blaze new trail of learning something completely new was a great opportunity because the success now is just amazing. I mean, how much we discovered and how much we developed from the study that I will probably talk about later.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We're going to do a whole nother podcast just about that mm-hmm. whole exciting journey. But I do, I love, um, because being a trailblazer requires an ability to not be certain about everything and I think that's something that you really embody beautifully that can be an inspiration to all of us a lot of us okay well I'll learn new things and I'm willing to to work through problems as a possibility and to reframe them so I'm not just you know quitting when things don't go as expected but then I've, I've got to find that within me a courage right to be willing to move forward into unknown territory and I think, what you're reminding us of with this pillar is you named it in your own life, looking at the things that worked for you that create success is you're reminding us that that's where the real magic happens, right? When we really get brave enough to try the absolutely new thing and then just be willing to let it deliver and show us, you know, what it was. And you could never could have known, I'm guessing as you were that PhD student switching into this new area, all of the different things that would unfold for you at that moment, you just knew you just wanted to try it.
1: And, you know, we as physicians have that a lot. Like, it, we always want to kind of play it safe and not take risks. I mean, I could have stayed in immunology. I knew the field really well. I did a PhD and then I could have published lots of papers. I could, I would have hit the ground running from day one, right, and built on what I already had. But, you know, what I learned is that when you feel passionate about something, you know, take a chance. If you really feel that you want to do it, don't let fear hold you back because Mm -hmm. you will never know what more you have to give until you take that step you know they call this like stretch assignments or stretch opportunities from the books that I'm reading I didn't know that that was the term but if you always play it safe you know you will just kind of constrain yourself to this one path Mm -hmm. and you won't allow yourself to like try new experiences where you might even be better in that. You know, I feel like I'm better in what I do now than immunology because I really love it and it creates more opportunities. So my advice would be to, you know, just take a risk. I mean, do you never know where it's gonna take you, but you have to do it for the journey and not right. for I'm going to get this out of this. Exactly.
0: <laughs> right. And we, we do. We get to, so attached to the outcome that it just holds us back and keeps us small in so many ways instead of, instead of committing to the exploration of the journey, which you remind us. And then the fourth pillar which you identify that have helped you build success, I know you want this to inspire other people too, is, is when you're on that journey in the unknown, commit to it and execute, which is another way of saying, you know, this is the hero's part of the journey where you have to be willing to kind of stick with it and move through. Tell us a little bit about how you came to that and how this pillar has led you to success.
1: Yeah. So Jill, this is where, you know, when people hear success stories, they feel like everything just worked out, you know, by (laughs) magic. A lot of times we just hear the beginning and the end, you know, and you're like, wow, you think like it was a straight shot, you know, but in reality, everybody has ups and downs, you know, even great companies like Amazon or, you know, other big successful people have had their ups and downs. And that's the reality. You know, everybody goes through this roller coaster ride. The most important part is if you have committed to the journey is when you're on the downfall, you know, don't give up you have to believe that okay the up part is gonna come and when you're in the up you have to know that it's gonna go down again at one point mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think being prepared for that mentally is what helps you to keep going you know and my advice is that you know don't give up don't get bogged down with getting everything perfect uh, you're gonna make mistakes you're gonna have downtimes. you're not going to know everything and you're not gonna have everything figured out in your journey right you have to keep your eye on the prize and focus on what's in front of you and take it one step at a time. And I think that's what really has helped me to stay committed to what I'm doing. I really want to make a new therapy that I could bring back to patients and help them. And I keep reminding myself every day why am I doing this, especially in those down times? Because honestly, at the end of the day, there's nothing more rewarding than to see a new technology benefit a patient and to say that you had a hand in doing this. To me, you know, that's what really keeps me going.
0: Yeah, very powerful. Dr. Lilith Gribian, thank you so much for sharing your four pillars of success. Again, they are number one, learn and explore. Number two, every problem is a possibility. Number three, be a trailblazer. And number four, commit to the journey and execute. It has been so great to have you here on Doc Working the Whole Physician podcast. Thank you so much. It was a
1: pleasure being here.
0: Uh, Make sure listeners that you tune in. We're going to have some more conversations with Dr. Guribian as well about some things that we touched on, but that are really exciting so that you can have some understanding about some things that she's co-founded that could really revolutionize medicine. So make sure you tune in for those as well. Until next time, we'll see you. Hello and thank you for listening this is amanda Tarran. i'm the producer of the doc working podcast if you enjoyed our podcast please like and subscribe we would also love it if you checked out our website which is docworking.com and you can also find us on youtube facebook and instagram our instagram is docworking1 and that is with the number one when you check us out on social please let us know what you would like to hear on the podcast your feedback really means a lot to us And if you're a physician with a story to tell, please reach out to Jen at jen at docworking.com. Thank you again and we'll see you next time.